2: This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sanzak and Aaron Kamara.
1: All right, Rockin' pot is over, and we're back in the studio. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined by Chris Sinzak. And man, you look youthful again. I know.
0: I I don't look like a 70-year-old man ready to keel over. Right, yeah, you're like
1: rejuvenated. It's amazing.
0: Well, I have the weight of the world off my shoulders finally.
1: (laughs) But what a weekend it was.
0: What I remember of it was great.
1: Yeah? Yeah. You know what's always a bummer about Rock and Pod though is like right now everybody else is getting to listen to all the other podcasters, all the mm-hmm. cool interviews they did, all the fun that they had while they were recording at the Rock and Pod Expo, but we don't get to record anything. At we Rockin did do Pod. one this year. Oh yeah, that's right, we did. We sat down with Rick Rule. Yep. Maybe we'll tack that on to the end of yeah, this or something. Yeah, let's do that. I got it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we can do that. Um, so yeah, so that was our one interview. That was interview. our one interview. <laughs> well, uh, oh, and so we were on stage with Mike we and Sweet.
0: That was fun.
1: That was really awesome. Yeah. I even never got to hear any of that back. Do we get to release I th- that?
0: I think the audio didn't happen. For oh, that. no. And something Andy said something about the USB drive getting unplugged when Roxy Blue did their set. Yeah. So I think whoever was running sound unplugged it and it didn't plug it back in. Oh, dang. So Julian lost his panel with the residency guys, oh, too. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 So every, every year there's something happens where certain audio doesn't get get brought over. That's so, a bummer. Yeah, I think you can watch it. I think somebody
1: uploaded it to YouTube. Yeah, uh, nice. hopefully, hopefully it's up there. All right. Well, I guess look us up on YouTube. <laughs>
0: but this should also be a lesson to those of you that didn't come. If you want to make sure you see everything, come come to it next year. And yeah, because I mean that
1: whole thing with Michael Sweet was awesome. But you know, since we didn't get to record anything at Rock and Pod, this is our Rock and Pod recap. We're yep. just going to talk about the weekend from memory. You know, we'll have mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. But of course, before we do all that, we got to take care of our business. How do we do that? Well, our reviews, iTunes. It's not iTunes anymore, is it? It's Apple, Apple Music Podcast. or
0: Apple Podcasts.
1: Apple yeah. Podcasts now. We've got to get used to saying that. I'm still so used to iTunes all the time, but yeah. we also get them on Podchaser <laughs> and we get recommendations on Facebook. This week we've got, um, let's see, got one from Apple Music and one from iTunes. Facebook. No, Facebook. Yeah, see, I'm never going to break that habit. <laughs> all right, first one comes to us from Suzanne Petrucci, the love child. Simple, sweet, five stars, goes like this. These guys seem like they really enjoy what they do, and the show never disappoints. That's it. That works. That's good. I like that. And the next one comes to us from Nayarar and Kavura.
0: Nayrand Kavura.
1: Neyrand and Kavura. And it's a Facebook recommendation. It goes like this. These guys are awesome. The show is both informative and hysterical, and they do amazing things for the rock and metal community.
0: I have a little secret on that person. You do? That's actually Buddy Baker.
1: I know. (laughs) And his secret identity. Yeah,
0: who we saw at Rockin' Pod.
1: So, yeah, those are our uh, recommendations for the week. That's cool. We appreciate it. And uh, we actually released an episode last week. I can't believe we were able to pull it off.
0: A couple weeks ago.
1: Has it been a couple of weeks ago? (laughs) About a week and a half. Yeah, okay, well... You know, we're getting back to business now because Rock and Pie season's over. Yeah, we'll be for a little while.
0: We'll be back on a regular schedule pretty much from this point forward.
1: We really got to step it up now, right? Yeah, we do. All right.
0: So, the geeks of the week—these uh, are people that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter a week and a half ago's episode titled "New Noise 5. <laughs> geeks of the week this week are Scott Crouch, Dan Nation, Bill Elam, Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews, Simon Cat, Jay Shabluski, James West, Kristen Schimbeck, CGCM Podcast, Trevor McDougall, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Mike Parnell, David Glenn. Darren Parkin, Adam Cox, Shane Aber, Mikhail Burrell, Warren Edward LaRue-Baker. Yes, I said your name again. Tell your wife. Mike <laughs> Grabowski, Aaron Baker, Robin the Hood, Anne Neal, J.J. Mack, Coxie, Jacob Erickson, Eladio, and of course, the, the Mooger Fooger.
1: That's right. Those are the people that shared and retweeted last week's episode. You want to become an honorary geek of the week. You do the same with this week's episode. Our sweet review and recommendation that we're going to give you for rock and pie this past year. Yep. We want you to show up next year. And we're going to tell you all about the fun we had this last weekend. And then this is our last slacker up. So then we really got to kick it into gear.
0: Yeah. What we just read. That's our notes for this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could get used to this. All right. Nah, so how, nah. do wanna, how do we want to, how do we want to do this?
1: I don't know, man. So much happened, you know, so much was going on the whole weekend. We met so many cool people. I don't even know where to begin. I guess I'll just start with Sean Cullen. He was the mm-hmm. first person I seen. He came into town days early and he came in from Wyoming. Sean Cullen, He's a big rock and roll fan, a big podcast fan, mm-hmm. and I met him downtown. We ended up having a couple of beers and ate some chicken wings and hung out, and then that night was when I saw you mm-hmm. down at the venue, and we went in and said, no, no, this stage needs to be bigger.
0: All right. Yeah, that was Thursday. This was the day before the pre-party. and I just went down to the hotel because I knew Ken Mills and a few yeah. other folks were going to be there, and went in and saw Ken and Christine the Button Queen. Yep. and. Uh, David Hudson from Digital Kill, the radio star, was he there. Would. And we uh, we had some drinks together. And then uh, you showed up. Sean showed up. Uh, who was it? Um, the couple that came in from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Stephen Javorski and his wife. Yeah. So we had a good little gathering there just Thursday night at the hotel bar. and Boy, uh, oh, so happy
1: was, to see Ken Mills.
0: Yeah, me too. He looks great. Yeah. He's, he's done a lot on on his Amazing. weight loss. And he looks just so much happier now. So I'm very, very happy for him. And, Proud um, of him, too. Yeah, and then so then turns out the ballroom was actually open and starting yeah, to be set over, up.
1: We're bugging Chris. Can we go see it? Can we go see it? He's like, I don't think it's open. I don't think it's set up. And we're like, you know, a couple beers in. We're like, let's go down and look. <laughs> so we sneak down there. We pop in, and Christine's like, this door is not locked. So in we go. You know, yeah. they're starting to set up the tables and everything. And, you know, we were able to get in there and, we're like, Hmm, stage seems kind of small for rock and roll.
0: Yeah. And then we told them, you know, you need to basically almost double the side size of the stage. And yeah.
1: We're <clears throat> gonna need some pyrotechnics, we're gonna need some serpent statues and they no. didn't have none of those things, but they did make the stage bigger. Yeah, before. they made
0: it clear to me no pyro. <laughs> not gonna have a not gonna have a great white situation. Um but yeah, that was that was Thursday, you know, pretty low key and then yeah. uh friday for me was you know that's when the craziness really started i got down there probably about 10 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock in the morning with my brother who had flown in from california to help out and you know we showed up at the venue and not long after that you know the eight ball and their crew came in to set up all the the pa and the lighting and sound and everything and and it was just on from there. You know, we started doing setup. We did as much expo setup as we could. My wife came down and and, and helped out with that. And uh, my friend Rick came in from Ohio, and he was a great help. But, yeah, we had, you know, that was a great thing about this thing every year is everybody's so willing to pitch in and help out. Yeah. So it's really a DIY-type situation. but. Um, that worked out good uh, David Glenn who's been a longtime listener and a VIP I know, and I know you listen to the Patreon uh, he came down and he helped us do some setup, move some tables around and yeah Friday most of the day was just getting as much done as we could to, ahead of time for Saturday just to have it done so, well then we did the podcast mixer which we're out in the foyer for the uh, for the ballroom and, and that was great you know it was nice seeing everybody again and everybody seemed to have fun a lot of alcohol got sold oh yeah <laughs> So I was good. I
1: warned that bartender. I said, "Man, you better keep them tickets coming cuz this is a beer drinking crowd." Yeah.
0: I they they must have made thousands on, on booze alone <laughs> that weekend. Oh my god. So many so many people were drinking. It was crazy. And then uh we saw Ian Wadley pretty early on and he showed up and then he's like, "Oh, Ralph's, you know, gone through like seven delays oh, on yeah, his flight that's now right. and It was looking like Ralph may not come and then we were scared. And then finally he got on the flight. He didn't actually show up till after the pre-party concert was over. It was, I hate that he missed it, but I was just glad he finally made it in. But yeah, it was, I mean, just, you know, and then, you know, and then hanging out in the green room before the, uh, before the residency show, you know, eight ball had a great set. Lipstick generation had a great set. Those fans were great. Both of them. Lipstick
1: generation was super cool. You guys know Greg Troyan from the show and, uh, Man, I just I love that song, The Flash, so much. And there was people down there after the show was over that was singing that song. Mm. It was pretty neat, you know. To finally get to see those guys play after being friends with Greg for a while now, and man, they did not disappoint. So this was their big return yep. with their new style, and right. man, it suits them perfectly. And they sounded great. I bought two CDs that night. Oh, did you? I bought two more from Eight Ball because they kicked ass. Oh, too. cool. Talk about good classic rock. Sound and band. Yeah. You know, these guys really, they know what they like and that's mm-hmm. what they do. You know, yeah. and that works out perfectly because that's what everybody else was digging too. Liked 8-Ball a lot. They've got two CDs out so I, I recommend 8-Ball quite a bit. Yeah, they were and great Lipstick. and they
0: were awesome, awesome guys to work with because, you know, they brought in all that PA and, and lighting and everything and an incredibly professional setup. I mean, just, they came in on a bus with a trailer and everything. I was like, "Wow, you know, these guys aren't kidding around." And, right. and, and they were just amazing guys to work with, and and their whole crew was just wonderful to wonderful to work with. And then we uh, you know hung out in the green room area. We just have Michael Sweet had shown up, and and uh, several of the guests, Brian Forsyth from Kicks had shown up, the residency guys, and that was one of the most fun places of the night. Was just hanging out back there with everybody and seeing them all catch up with each other. And I got a cool picture of. Tony Harnell had not made it in yet, yeah. but I got pretty much the residency and the other guests on a, a cool picture of that. So and I posted that on the expo page. So that was cool. And then the residency show was just amazing. It was good, yeah.
1: man. And even before that, you know, while you're in the green room, I'm still out hanging out in the lobby with people. And like you said, Rick was there. Mm -hmm. Super awesome guy, man. I love him so much. He, him, and my wife are just best buddies. Every time they get together, those two are just hamming it up together. Watch out for him. Yeah, I know that. He'll try to steal away from all the time. But, uh, (laughs) man, nobody makes me laugh as hard as Rick. No, he's one of the funniest people I know. And really, that night coming in, one of the first people I seen was Kristen, Mighty K. You Mm -hmm. know, everybody knows her from the Geeks of the Week and all that all the time. Yeah, it was great to see her. One of our best supporters. And she came in by herself, you know, and she didn't really have nobody there she knew, you know, so she was just kind of hanging out. But I thought, how cool. For her to come, you know, not know anybody here except for really you and me. Yeah. And that's just through the show. But she came and hung out and made friends and saw all kinds of cool stuff. And I just had a blast hanging out with her, too. Yeah.
0: It was great to see her. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad she could make it in. It was kind of touch and go on whether she was going to make it or not. But yeah, yeah I was, I was real happy to finally meet her. And she, yeah, she's great. Yeah. So the, you know, the residency thing, that was, uh, that was a great show. Some a great cover songs with great guests. Oh, it was
1: out of this world. It was so good. Yeah.
0: We had, um, Listen, so it. Brian Forsythe did that smell by Skinner and yeah. um I did a Bad Company song. Can't get enough of your love with them.
1: Something like that, man. It's I'm all trying to blur. remember it all. It's a blur. Yeah, I drank a few beers that night myself.
0: But, I mean, the highlight for me was uh, was Michael Sweet getting on stage with those
1: guys. Oh, man, that I remember. That was... Yeah, he did uh, Ain't Talking About Love yeah. by Van Halen, which where else are you going to see Michael Sweet up on stage rocking out a Van Halen song yeah. Only Rockin' Pod, you know? And then gets up there right after that and just nails Soldiers Under Command. Yeah, he just nails it. It was so good,
0: and he was really impressed with the residency guys on how they they pulled off that song. It's not an easy song to play. There's a lot of lot of tough stuff in that song to play, and uh, Jack Gibson from Exodus was playing bass for that song. So it was it's like it's very unique situation to see yeah. all those guys on one stage playing that stuff,
1: and everybody smiling from ear to <laughs> ear. Yeah,
0: it was uh, it was. I had people thanking me in the crowd. I'm like, thank those guys, but I'm glad I could help bring those people together. I think for sure. Phil
1: even told you he should have charged you more he to, did. Have to learn that song.
0: Yeah. He texted me on Thursday. He was like, I should fucking charge you more for making me learn this song. <laughs> He's like, I didn't, I forgot how many guitar things are going all over the place in this song. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, all the guests were really complimentary of, of the residency guys and just loved playing with them. I, those guys, they can handle anything. I'm convinced, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was, yeah, just a great, great show and a great way to kick off the weekend, and everybody had fun. And then, um, I'm trying to, remember, I don't remember exactly what happened after the, I, I was up late, but, uh, I think I got to sleep about one o'clock in the morning that night. It was it was pretty late.
1: Yeah, that's always the tough thing about rock and pie because you're having such a good time on Friday night, but you know you got to get up and do your thing yeah. early the next morning. So you try to pace yourself, but yeah. you're having so much fun, it's really kind of hard to do that.
0: Yeah, I only had like three beers over the span of maybe eight hours. That I I purposely held back on trying to party too hard on Friday yeah. night, just because I knew I didn't want to feel like shit the next day
1: you know my biggest disappointment is from rock and pod mm. when i woke up on sunday morning and got back here to the house and was unpacking all my stuff and found a beer ticket <laughs> an unused beer ticket
0: oh that's a bummer
1: i know it made me sad
0: the hotel thanks you though yeah i know um so then let's go into saturday i mean how did your day start saturday
1: my day started on saturday we putting on some uh, shiny ass clothes <laughs> and some uh platform high tops
0: your your shoes were the subject of much discussion throughout the weekend and how how the hell you were able to walk in those things
1: it was easy at first but i tell you by the end of the day man i was like i can't wait for the podcast jam to be over because as soon as it's over these shoes are coming off
0: i bet your feet were killing you by the end of the day but it
1: was fun. You know, it was fun. I like dressing up at Rock and Pot. I like making everybody feel like, you know, they're at a rock and roll party. And right. This, this is the place to be. Yeah.
0: And then and for me, Saturday, I, it started early. I I went to bed at one. I got back up at seven. And yeah. uh, I was down at the ballroom by eight o'clock and there was already people down there like waiting for me. I was like, oh, God. I was like, I thought I'd be the only person. And uh, then it was just a, a mad dash for the next three hours or two hours to get everything set up. And. My wife and daughter were driving in from where I live, and they picked up Robert Bentley to bring him in because nice. he couldn't find a ride. And So they picked him up so he could come down and put on his demon makeup and costume and everything. And uh, once they showed up, we just got everything organized, and Joe, my co-organizer, came down and helped out set up. I mean, my stories are going to be much more boring than Aaron's because all my stuff revolves around basically all the setup and the work behind the scenes. So you're probably better to lead off this than me. um, I
1: don't know. From my end, I guess I came down and got my itinerary from you right? and then get the itinerary. I get with Tracy. I get with uh, Andy who's setting up the sound and everything, making sure it's ready. And then I go back down and uh, finish up with her and then come back down. And now it's pretty much time to get it going. And, uh, man you know just to come in there and see all the podcasters all our friends all the guys most of them that i haven't seen since last year right you know all together having a good time everybody's hanging out everybody's getting ready for the day Mm -hmm. and that's always a cool moment too because there's like a a calm before the storm almost you know where everybody's getting ready they're getting ready it's almost time they're getting ready yeah and then you know it's time you'll get up on stage make the announcement, it's time for Rock and Pod 2019, everybody cheers, because everybody's ready to have a good time, right. and then really, I mean, from there, it's kind of a blur, you know, because then it's, for me, it's Making sure I'm on stage at the right times, mm-hmm. which that's tricky because there's a million things I want to look at and a million people I want to talk to. So I'd get up on stage, make my announcement, and then run down and see as many things as I could and talk to as many people mm-hmm. as I could, and then keep my eye on the time and then make sure I'm back in time for right. the next thing. Yeah, and I mean the the things that were going on <laughs> on the stage were super cool yeah i mean we kicked it all off with uh ken mills mm-hmm. doing the it's all about the bass yeah and that was the first thing i had to introduce on stage we got ken mills up there and man he knocked it out of the park with them guys he set the bar high yeah. to start out the show
0: yeah it was it was a good panel and had um jack gibson and john billings from the monkeys yeah. and jay mcdowell from br549 it was great to have those guys there that kind of leads me to for next year I you know having the hard rock and metal artists is cool but i do want to expand it out to kind of cover the whole genre of rock and roll right, to give sure. a little bit more variety well, in them they help with that i
1: said that day you know where else are you going to see the bass player from the monkeys on stage with the bass player from exodus right talking about playing bass guitar right you know, where else are you going to get that
0: yeah it was a it was a cool panel and that was ken's idea totally yeah. so um I, I appreciate him for that and Big thank you to Ken Mills. You know, did a lot of design work behind the scenes for me. He helped me pull a lot of stuff together. The, the two big green banners that were behind the signing tables, yeah, Ken designed those, those and, awesome. and did an amazing job. So I, I have a, a mad amount of respect for Ken. And See,
1: this is always the part of the rock and pod where we sit down and talk about it, and I go, oh, man, I never went back and got my picture taken with the big green things. And, oh, yeah. man, I missed that. No, I didn't get to say hi to that person. And, yeah.
0: I, I didn't get a single autograph. Yeah. I the do look, the same thing every yeah. year.
1: I bring a stack CD sleeves with me, say, okay, I, the days before I'm going, okay, I got to bring this one. I got to bring this one. I got to bring this one. You know where they end up in the hotel room? Yeah. Not one of them gets signed because yeah. I'm too damn busy.
0: Any photos I have with, with any of the guests were taken by somebody else just because they're like, right. Oh, let's get a picture. Yep, I, I'm thankful they did that. Cause at least I got a few, but yeah, I mean all the guests started rolling in around, you know, around 10 o'clock and it was cool. And, uh, but yeah, everybody, just, I mean, overall, just a good day. I mean, Erie Vaughn was not feeling well when he no, showed up. Uh-huh. He, he he barely slept. He's got back problems. and But it was I funny.
1: I was actually surprised after talking to him that he showed up, but he said he would. didn't want to miss it, you know, yeah. no matter what kind of shape he was in. But, Erie Vaughn was
0: there. Yeah, but not long after he got there, he was just smiling the whole day. Man. Like, he actually had a good time, and I actually did a, did get a picture with him, which was cool. Um, but yeah, we had you know some great raffle items that that we had with you know the Dave Elson bass. We had the Tesla signed guitar, two guitars from Kramer, one that we used for the cosplay contest, and um, a night. It was a Night V was the other one. Yeah, uh, F and A Records donated a, a guitar, and all of Roxy Blue signed that with some of their CDs. And uh, and then Joe Polo from Podcast Rock City, I got to give a, a big amount of respect for him because he brought in a Dean Vendetta guitar and brought in six different um, guitar stands because I didn't have any guitar stands for these guitars. I was oh, like, yeah. and he just opened a music store in Villa Rica, Georgia, and I'll try to put a link of that in the show notes because if you're in that area, go check out his store and buy some stuff. Definitely. Um, but that Dean Vendetta we turned into like the guests' signature guitar oh, that thing was badass. By the yeah. time everybody signed it, and then thanks to Rick for that because I was like, "Can you go pester all the guests and get them to sign this?" And he did. He it took him all day, but he got it. He got most of them to sign it. Um, so that was great. Um, I'm just trying to think of the order of things. And we had you know live podcast session room that had several shows. Do the ages of rock did one? The covers and fire did one. Uh, Digital kill the radio star did one. Was another one in between, but then Rock and Metal Combat closed off, closed out the day with theirs, which I heard was standing room only for yeah. theirs. That's what I thought was yeah. pretty
1: cool about having that separate little room for that, where mm-hmm. like, if you're a fan of a specific podcast that you're coming to see and you want to see a live recording of said podcast, yeah. you just sat in that little room. It was like a little bitty movie theater. These guys are up on stage, and every time I walked through, every podcast that was in there, because I'm bebopping all over the place, right. always had a good crowd in and there. That's
0: good. And then we had a secondary room that for the uh, podcaster education track, so registered podcasters could go in there and get tips and and tricks on how to improve your sound, get a bigger audience. And had some great speakers for that. Had Raquel Figlo, who you know talked about Instagram mostly about building your following on there. Uh, Loose Cannon from Cobras and Fire. That's that's
1: a a regret of mine too. I missed that. He had a great presentation. Um, Heard it was good.
0: Jamie Tucker, who does a segment called "What the Tech" for uh, Channel Two News, he did a great presentation. Um, Mike Stewart, he started off the day, and he he's in the business of basically teaching you how to start up in the first place. If you if you have no idea what to do to start a podcast, he gave you all the information, and um, also uh, Joshua Sui, who he's an audio engineer, he helps do some editing for podcasts, and he showed tips and tricks on how to how to do better with that. So. That was and that was an experiment this year. We had never done an education track before, and I think it went off really well. And I, I definitely really want to feedback uh, from it. I certainly want to keep that as as part of the the planning for next year too. But yeah, with big ballroom and then two other small rooms right next to it, it was is it was actually a good little cluster of of rooms. You only had to just walk across the room, and right. it was great. A ton of great vendors, I mean, a ton of vinyl CDs, everything, you know, memorabilia. We had Phil Elliott from Creatures of the South, who had like three eight-foot tables filled with Kiss stuff,
1: yeah. you know, like floor to ceiling. It was,
0: I, I he told me he was going to bring a lot, and I was like, you weren't kidding, man. I mean, oh just, yeah,
1: people were super impressed. Some, with of, some the, of the stuff he had over there that you just don't really see. Some anymore.
0: real rare stuff yeah. in there too. I, I did flip through his vinyl while he was doing setup on Friday. I'm like, damn, dude. I was like. I was like I got to get away from your table, or I'm going to end up broke.
1: Right. I ran into several people that were at Rock and Pod that said that they had found the holy grail of their personal kiss collection, something they've been looking for for a long time, well, our, and they found it. Our
0: friend Logan bought a Creatures of the Night tour book, which is really hard to find. You yeah. know, those things go for big money too. That's like that's a holy grail for me is to get one of those, but they're I think they're always like at least three hundred dollars whenever you want to get yeah. one. But yeah, he had a, he had a lot of great stuff. Eight Ball had a great table set up with a. Custom motorcycle with their logo on it, which was badass.
1: Inside the building, yeah, everyone was like, "What is this motorcycle?" But it's got the Eight Ball logo on the side. Yeah, the
0: the hotel people kind of freaked out when they brought that in. They're like, "You didn't tell us you're bringing a motorcycle in here. Does that have gas in it?" And I had to get David from Eight Ball. Like, go talk to them. He's like, "No, there's no gas in it. It's just a display motorcycle." He's like, "The battery's not even hooked up to it." So like, okay. But they, yeah, they were freaked out at first.
1: I think they were worried he was going to start revving it or something right, yeah, on their carpet. Yeah. That's how we end the expo: is we do donuts in your right? ballroom.
0: But uh, but yeah, just you know, it's just a and you know, Ian and Ralph said in their recap. I listened to theirs today, and I guess the overall thing is it was just a good vibe all all weekend. Always, you know? everybody seemed to have just a good time. So. Talking
1: about the vendors, I did something this year that in years past I was never able to do. And that's spend some money. Yeah. Like the last couple of years, and I'm always so busy because I'm hosting and I love Mm -hmm. hosting. You know, I love being a part of it and helping it guide the time wise where it's got to go and everything. Mm -hmm. But to not be able, like when it's over, go, oh man, I didn't buy anything. (laughs) Well, man, there was a CD vendor there that had all kinds of stuff that I was looking That's for. A- I found some holy grails myself, yeah. and I spent some money this year, but I'm happy with everything I got.
0: And to give that guy a plug, because I'm hoping he'll come back next year, it's called Glory Hound Music. He had like three full tables of CDs. It was and, awesome. Uh, stuff yeah, that, I stuff. mean,
1: there was some stuff in there that I'm like, I can't believe this. Sold. Right. Yeah. 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 And like you say, talk about the weird stuff you could find. I got, I bought two tough VHS tapes. One of them. So you're the one. Yeah, one of them is labeled <laughs> Tough O Negative. It's a song that they did off their Religious Fix album, uh-huh. but I guess it's tuned down to be more like a Type O Negative song. Huh. I don't know. I don't have a VCR. I didn't think that far ahead. You into have to the pick plan. one up? Yeah, I'm going to have to find a VCR somewhere now. Wow. That's But crazy. yeah, talk about weird, weird stuff that it's like, what is this? Yeah. You know, sold. I'll take it. <laughs> But yeah, it
0: was like, just, um. It was. It seemed to go off really well. I had a lot of compliments on how well organized it was, how it stayed on time for the yeah. most part. And
1: Tracy, holy shit, she Tracy, did amazing. The, the way she set it up, where the guests knew where to be, when to be, yeah, top notch. Like, yeah, that it, was her idea. It could have been no easier for anybody involved. You know, for mm-hmm. them to look at the back of their their little I laminate know. Yep. and know exactly where they were supposed to be at exactly the right time. Yeah, I've never seen it move so smooth or anything like this for yeah. that matter run as smooth as that. All based off of that plan yeah, and it worked to perfection. It was a
0: great idea. So like, yeah, one side had their schedule with all the times for who they were talking to and then you flip it over and it's got a little map of where all the podcasters yeah. are sitting.
1: Because when Gary Corbett first came in, he's like, so where am I supposed to be and when am I supposed yeah, to be he just there? walked in without getting his badge. And then she <laughs> brings the badge and flips it over for him and he goes, oh, cool. And he didn't have no problems yeah. after that. It was so simple.
0: Yeah, that was a great idea on her part. And she, you know, she's, I mean, she 's really my right hand person for this thing because you know the, 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 there's so many different facets with the and especially this year you had the live podcast sessions you had um Luce Cannon, who is involved with a podcast doing the education track, and also oh, also another education track guy was Lou Lou Lombardi, who came in from New York oh, yeah. and he 's another podcaster that had interviews set up, so she 's got to juggle that the education track the po- live podcast sessions. Um, the, the stage panel sessions, the signing tables, and make all of those things work in harmony. It's, I would have lost my mind doing it. And she's done it. She's done an amazing job of that for the last three years. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't know what I would do without Tracy. She is an incredible person. And um, yeah, there's
1: an art form to it for sure. There
0: really is. I mean, it, just being able to, and she likes doing it. I'm like, I'm glad you do. Cause I sure as hell wouldn't want to do that. Cause it would drive me bonkers, but
1: like hurting heavy metal cats.
0: And she messaged me the other day. She's like, let me know when you want to sit down and talk. I've already got ideas for next year. So nice. so we're going to, you know, every year we're going to try to streamline it more where it yeah. just runs like a well-oiled machine. But it did run really well this year, especially compared to last. Last year was great, but there were a little hiccups last year. But this year seemed to, everything seemed to go mostly pretty smooth.
1: I had so much fun. Yeah. It's hard to even remember. I mean, hanging out with the Mooger Fuger and Mrs. Fuger. <laughs> I mean, they were having a blast. Yeah, they're Uh, three
0: time participants, too. Yeah.
1: Jay Shabluski. Yeah, Jay Z. Oh, man, how awesome (laughs) to run into him. And he comes up and goes, Hey, I never donated to the show. Here's 20 bucks. Yeah. And I'm going, Hey, man, you know, you ain't got to give me no money. He's like, No, no, you need to take this because, uh, you know, this is my donation to Rockin' Pod. This is my donation to the show. And I'm like, well, I hope you realize I am going to spend this on beer. <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, exactly, man. Go yeah. buy yourself. No, where is Sinzac? Where is Chris? Here, man, twenty bucks. It's oh, like, wow, cool. you just bought yourself a VIP package. <laughs> so we need to get him on that list.
0: And then he also, you know, Baco had advertised having somebody come guest on their show, and and he had uh, this was on Facebook, and and he had told he's like, "Well, can I pay for it at Rockin Pod?" And, and he. Man, man is true to his word. I'm sitting behind the entry table, and he goes, "Here's fifty bucks." I'm like, "What is this for?" He's like, "This is for the expo." But I get to guest on Cobras and Fire now. I was like, "Okay, nice." So yeah, so he'll be on that show too. Look forward
1: to hearing that one. But
0: yeah, yeah, Jay's a great guy. And I love him. Yeah, he's always has a good time. And um, but yeah, to have people come back year after year is, is tells me we're doing something right.
1: Right. So, and I think my favorite thing as far as like guests like that goes is like the people that I ran into. That were just there for the rock and roll. They had mm-hmm. no idea what a podcast even was. There were
0: several people, and like
1: that. so I'm like catching myself out in the cool kids smoking area, drinking beer, talking to people, and saying well, if you love this band and you love this band and you love this band and this is your kind of music, mm-hmm. you're in the right place, but do you listen to podcasts? And they're like, what? What's a podcast? So you say, well, you know, it's like, and I'd use ours as an example always, of course, and say, you know, think about like Headbangers Ball. If that was like a radio show mm-hmm. for an hour that comes out every single week and it's free and you just, you know, stream it or download it or however, you know, and there's all the places you can do it. And everybody's just like, Wow, that sounds cool. Yeah, I would definitely listen to something like that. I was like, yeah, it's a real thing. You can listen (laughs) to it right now. And so there was actually quite a few people from the Nashville area Mm -hmm. and even a little further out that were coming to see Michael Sweet. They were coming to see the Rock and Roll Residency. or coming to see Ellison. And, uh, you know got to turn a lot of people onto podcasts that were just into the music that had no idea that there was even a thing like this out there
0: yeah and at yeah, Toomey I, I talked to Toomey on the phone yesterday and he he said he was sitting at his because his table is like one of the first ones by the door and he's sitting there just doing setup, up and this couple walks in and they're just kind of staring at him and he's like <laughs> hey, and he thought they were listeners he's like hey how's it going and they were like so what exactly is this thing? <laughs> and they were like, uh, they actually had won um, tickets off Metalworks. Nice. so but they didn't they just knew that Michael Sweet and Ellison were coming. Yeah. And uh, so Josh was like, Well, I just went through the whole explanation of like, oh wow, this is like really cool. I we had no idea this existed. So yeah. um and that's always and I tell people, I'm like, you know, I love having Michael Sweet, David Ellison, all Brian Forsyth, all these you know, Erie Vaughn, Jason Beeler, all these people but as a music podcaster, they're brought in to bring in people that have no clue what a podcast is to get turned on to them. Cause yeah, it totally works. We do have an ulterior motive. Yeah. It's It is cool to meet all these guys, but it's also a way to bring people in the door that have no idea what the, what these shows are and get the, get more people interested in them. So I love
1: it to see it when it's actually in the process of working, like when yeah. people are there going – this is amazing. I need to start listening to podcasts. Yeah,
0: and that's always the hope, you know, is that it turns more people onto them. And, you know, as more people get on the podcast, more people come out next year and you right. know, it kind of feeds on it. It's a beneficial thing for, for artists, for podcasters, for music fans. It, it works sure. for everybody. There's different elements that benefit it's each other. It's a
1: full circle it thing. really is. You know, because the podcasts benefit the artists because they're helping get the word out. The artists benefit the podcast because they're drawing people in too yep. and vice versa. There was a lot of people there just to see their favorite podcasters which yep. you always get a kick out of that you know yep. and you know it's it's one of the things where it's like oh you know the rock stars really love rock and pod because they just get their butts kissed all well, day well they kind of do you know because all they do is they show up they get do like five or six interviews where everybody loves them. Everybody wants to talk to them. Nobody's going to ask just the cheap radio questions yeah. because you're on the schedule to be interviewed. It's well These thought out stuff. people actually care enough to really think about what they're asking you. And then on top of that, you know, you've got – the people that will then, you know, come there for the vendors. Right. You know, or the vendors got so much cool stuff, or and then they get turned on to it. It's a it's a full, you know, cycle thing where everybody's benefiting off each other and nobody yeah. really loses.
0: Well, it's, it, and the most funny part is it wasn't even intended to be a a convention to start with. You know, it was just it just sort of fell into place the way it yeah. was. You know, it was just gonna be a podcaster meetup and then it's like, well, we have to fund people getting here, so and then if people are paying for us to get here they should be able to come and then right. if they're coming they're going to get bored after looking at us for so long so what about record vendors so bring record vendors in and yeah. then well what about all these people these cool people that Aaron and I have interviewed over the years and a lot of them live here so and I was expecting like to get 90% no from all these and they're like sure I'll come out why not right like come out sign autographs do a couple of interviews and and the first year was completely an experiment nobody knew what to expect And then last year, I'm getting all these guys I grew up watching on MTV thanking me for putting it together, going, you don't realize mainstream media doesn't give a shit about us anymore, and you guys do. Right. So you guys are the new media for what we do. And that just bled into this year where I got, you know, I get, and Michael Sweet, you know, one of our headline guests, does podcast interviews regularly. Like, he loves listening to them, and, and you know, he was on board. I didn't, it wasn't a hard sell to get him to come. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'd love to be part of this. Why not? And he, and that was one of the highlights for me was, you know, him and his wife just, they were just amazed with how it went off, and they were like, and we do a lot of conventions. This one flowed great from start to finish. We got, you know, we made some money. We talked to a lot of a lot of fans, and and, uh, you know, and then, and then they were like, we want to come back next year. Like we really had a good time. Nice. And, and then like his wife even said, she's like, you need to stay in touch with me because I can help you with this in the future. I can help get more guests and other well, possible sure. business relationships to make this thing bigger. So See, and that's, I I made that's some great connections this year. Too,
1: because everybody has such a good time that they want to be a part of it. I mean, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't enjoy, you know, people coming up to me all day going, man, I love Decimal Geek Podcast. I love what you do. I know it must happen to you a hundred times too yeah. that day. And man, that doesn't get old. No. You know, it never hurts my feelings to hear that. No.
0: Yeah, I you know we didn't start the show for that reason. we just you know we just wanted to have fun talking about the bands we love, but that's it's a great byproduct of sure, that is that yeah. people other people enjoy it you know that's and
1: to get to hear that in person, sure, you know from people that. You you think about because it's just right right now. It's just a couple of dudes hanging out in a room recording, you know, in our little studio, and you know you don't really think about how many people are out there listening to it. But then when you start meeting them in person, and you get fifty people come up to you in one day and tell you different reasons Mm. why they love their love your show or the different things they love about it, and it's like wow, it kind of hits home. It's like wow, this is really something, you know, and then look around at Rock and Pod and they're like, wow, well, this all kind of started with just me and Chris, you know, doing a podcast, you know, and I didn't even know what a podcast was and yep. look where it ended up being, you yeah, know, and it's never every, could have predicted. No, never, no. never, never.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Eight years, eight years later. Yeah. I never thought it would, you know, blossom into all of this, right. you know, and, you know, we're
1: just, doing it, man. We're saving rock and roll just like we said we would. <laughs>
0: Uh, either that, or I just have massive OCD, and everything I do, I have to just do to the nth degree. So, you know, uh, you, know uh, you know, eventually, Rock and Pod will be held in a stadium or something like that. Who knows?
1: I can't wait for that. <laughs> I if I only have one request for next year, I, I need to be cloned, right? So I can host the show and also partake in all the fun going on everywhere else.
0: What, what did you end up doing Saturday night? Because I didn't really see you after the show. Because so, well, we should talk about the Ellison show, too.
1: Well, yeah, because I guess... And the we, Podcaster and, Jam. Right, yeah, because there's all kinds of stuff still going on. Yeah, we're all time. getting off I track. Mean, this all the expo. And so then um, I guess if you want to talk about Ellison, that was really kind of the one of the first people I saw when I came back on Friday to check into the room. I got there a little earlier, mm-hmm. and I just came by myself, and I had some bags and stuff, and I was going to drop off stuff at the room and then go back and get the wife and then come back. And, uh, so I get, get the room all situated, get the key, go up, drop off some stuff. I'm running back down to the car to grab some more things. And I get turned around in the lobby of where I'm going, Mm -hmm. coming down the stairs and who's there to help me find my way. Dave Ellis. (laughs) It's like, what? He's like, yeah, man, I think the lobby's this way. Is that where you're going? I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm going. He's like, come on, let's go. And it's like, Man, Dave Elfson's holding the frickin' door open for me and showing me where the hell the lobby's at. This is amazing. You know, and Rocket Pot hasn't even started yet. <laughs> but he was a nice guy. You he know? was great all yeah. weekend.
0: Him and Tom and, and Melody, I I had a great time talking to them all weekend and, and no issues. I mean everybody they seem to have a great time too. And yeah. and uh but yeah, with Elson you know, he they did the two music the music business and the gear panel on yeah. stage and did a great Bigging job with that. that. And, um, you know, also earlier in the day, you know, David did a, an interview with WRLT, a local FM station here before the expo even started. And that went really well. And then um, at that night, though, yeah, we did the, the bastery show. Um, pretty cool with uh- T- and Tyson Leslie got to give mad props to him for sure, for yeah. setting that show up because i he was just like, "I'll handle this and just let me let me do all the work on this so he lined up all the musicians, the rare hair players, and
1: yeah, you guys remember Tyson because he's yeah. been on the show a few times with us yeah,
0: and the, the th- he does these rare hair shows around town, and it's like a different lineup of musicians for every song doing metal covers and uh he lined it up and Elfson did a um did a rehearsal at a studio in Net downtown. The night before and when he got he did get he came back for the uh, pre-party show yeah. and i got to catch up with him i said did the rehearsal go okay and he's like, oh, he's like yeah there's a bunch of great players you know it's gonna that's be what fine everybody
1: says you know yeah. you want to find good backup players do a show in nashville yeah you there's know, no shortage of good players no here. way and uh,
0: and the, so then the elson show happened and that's kind of how it went we had just different lineups of people playing with us some of the, some of the residency guys played with him et yeah. e. brown a good friend of ours you know he, he got to sing a song with them and yeah it went off really well and like everything sounded great there was some polaris got played there you yeah, know peace Cells. Yeah, there yeah. was there was some great songs being played and uh, tony harnell got up and did green man Alishi with with them that it sounded
1: amazing. just like rob Halford. Oh man that was so good
0: incredible just that du- that dude's pipes are insane i mean just one of the him and like honestly we have two of the best rock singers in history with michael sweet and tony harnell over the weekend and they were both amazing and um but yeah, they did peace cells at the end of the show, and like all the musicians came up on stage. Thank God we had a big stage for that, right? Yeah. And um, and our friend Ralph Vieira from Battle Combat, he jumps up on stage and starts singing with him. I'm glad nobody threw him off the stage for that.
1: Why would he? He's the lead singer of Thrasher Die. Right, he belonged True. Up there too.
0: But he was like, uh, he's like, I got to perform with David Elson for three point five seconds, uh-huh. and it was worth it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Make the most of it, but,
0: uh, but yeah, that show was kind of the capper for the for Saturday. But but so, what happened to you after the show?
1: Um, oh, I forgot to say. one. and Aaron oh, yeah, performed we, earlier yeah, in the well, night. Yeah, because you were supposed to. Because we, I had to take my daughter home. We did the the podcast jam. Yeah, I and, was supposed you know, to do
0: a Ramon song. Oh
1: man, this was a little rough because, like, I got off the stage after my final announcement thing, and I told myself I'm not going to drink any beer till after we're done with Michael Sweet. You know, that was that was my timeline. That's when I was going to. The wife said five. I said as soon as we're done with Michael Sweet, because <laughs> I didn't want to sit up there with Michael Sweet and be stinking like beer. All you right. know, talking to him be respectful. Right. And so as soon as we were done with Michael Sweet, straight to the bar. Because now I know I've got a limited amount of time before I gotta get up on stage and sing with a band that I've never even we've never even discussed how this is supposed to go. And so my voice is pretty well shot by this point I, I can from imagine. being on stage all day. That's something I didn't really consider when I volunteered to do a song. Yeah, after so a day, day of like, talking. Oh, shit, I've been up on this microphone all day long. My voice is already feeling it, and now i got to go sing. Right. So I'm just thinking, okay, well, these guys know to have my back and sing backups for me. You know, they'll, they'll help me out and then it that was the only that really that was the only thing we got to discuss before getting up on stage is me going hey you guys got my back on background vocals right yeah yeah okay boom up on stage we are you know we rock out 2000 man by kiss so much fun, man! Yeah. Baco was awesome. Jody Habnot ended up joining us on bass. BJ Kahuna's over there, not backing me up on vocals. <laughs> got, got a microphone standing right in front of him. He's just rocking out on his guitar. You don't even know oh. it's there. And Lee McCormick holding it all down on drums, man. And it was so much fun, and it got recorded. It's. I'm going to send it to Rock and Ron. He's going to put it on Decibel Geek oh, cool. TV. But I got to figure out how to get it off my phone and get it in. Well, it in I'm his glad hands.
0: you got to be part of that this yeah. year. So but
1: people were bummed that you weren't there. I know because I went looking for you. Like they were going to hold it up for you, oh, I'm and I sorry. ran looking for you. And they're like, he had to run home, and I was like, I came back and told him, no, well, it
0: ain't happening. I'll be honest. There was two things. Well, first, my daughter who had worked her ass off all day, she, she was exhausted. Big
1: shout out to Hannah yeah. and
0: And my wife was getting. She was like, well, I'll take her home. At that point in the day, dude, I was like, I have got to get out of this building for a yeah. little while. I'm like, I'm sorry I gotta miss the jam, but like for my own headspace, right. I needed a I needed a break. So that. that's why I left. And I, and I to Lee and everybody that was part of the jam, I'm sorry I didn't get to do it this year. I will play next year. It's just yeah, I had to get out of the building. Yeah. And it was it was a good break for a little while. But I came back, got to see the last half of the Elfson show and, I will um, say this
1: about my performance at the uh, podcaster jam. What I lack in uh, skills and abilities as a singer, uh. I make up for in style and shoes.
0: Yeah, you had the sh- – it's got to be the shoes.
1: <laughs> Couldn't have done it without them.
0: So, so did you go – you went to the Ellefson show, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what did you – got? did you head back to the room after that was over?
1: No, because then – well, yeah. Oh, you ab- went up to Ian and Ralph's room. After it was over, room. then we went to – my wife went back to the room, and uh, I hung out there for a minute and had a cold beer in, in – quiet you know it's like just reflection and then i was like well i gotta go find this infamous room 805 right and so then because that's where everybody knew the party was at that's where everyone said 805 805 i was like that's where the hookers and blow were that's where where the (laughs) hookers and blow that's where ian and ralph are at that's where the party is yeah so i headed on up to 805 and i went in and popped in with them for a little bit but then I was I was pretty wiped out from yeah. the day. So then, you know, after drinking all night then, too, and I was like, okay, I've had enough, too, at this point. So then I guess I just missed you because after I yeah. left, then they said your brother showed up, yep. and then Eric was there hanging out, and then right after that, you came up. So I yeah. just missed you guys. So for
0: me, the Ellison show ends... And I go back to the green room area. And this is like one of the coolest things because like, I'm the organizer, so I don't have to worry about somebody going, you can't come back right, here. Yeah. And I'm back there, and it's Michael Sweet, Tony Harnell, David Ellison, Jason Beeler, the residency guys, Ricky Dover Jr. Like, just damn Brian Forsyth, pretty much every guest was back there hanging out and just taking photos and stuff. And that was just. That was cool, and like I, I, I got to take a po- photo with Ellison and the and Michael Sweet and Tony and everything. And I looked at my brother. I was like, the twelve year old version of me is freaking out right now because yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm hanging out with these guys. Yeah. And not that I and I'm I'll never be Eddie Truck. I'll never think that i'm on the same level as i was just like, as a fan just blown away by that and uh we're all hanging out and i'm yeah, hearing
1: you invented michael sweet doing a van halen song that's
0: true yeah it's my uh, yeah, that. it's my invention <laughs> um, but that was fun and then uh my wife and and michael sweet's wife they, they became like fast friends that night and they're all talking and everything and i could tell they're both sick of listening to everyone tell war stories and yeah. stuff and michael sweet's wife looks at my wife she's like you want to go get a drink at the bar she's like yeah so they walk off and then that's cool me and michael sweet and tony harnell are walking behind them and i'm like what world what planet am yeah. i living on where my wife and michael sweet's wife are hanging out and i'm walking with these two guys down the hall so then we went down to the bar and like we're just we're all hanging out at the bar together just talking and um you know, Michael Sweet told me about his time in Boston and some cool behind-the-scenes stories that I cannot share on a microphone, but interesting stuff. And uh, Tony Harnell's telling stuff about you know, that he actually was considered for that job with Boston wow. for a while and said that like he, if the, of any classic rock band that he could be a replacement singer, that would be the one he'd want. A um, lot of cool stories. And we're having these great talks around the bar, and there's a whole table of podcasters behind us. And Joshua Toomey, was drunk off his ass and he kept coming over making ridiculous jokes and stuff but it was so funny to listen to he he i mean he just had way too much to drink but he was he was hilarious but we did that for a while and then but as time went on i was like i I, and this tells me where my prior how my priorities are so screwed up I'm like I really want to go to Ian and Ralph's room. So I break it so I break away from Michael Sweet, Tony Harnell and all these people. Like I'm going to go up to Ian and Ralph's room and I got there like right after you guys had left and and Ralph was like passed out on the bed. Yeah. But we woke him up and uh mostly because I was like there's that three-sides fucking traitor.
3: And that woke him up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go ahead and stir the pot. Um but yeah, he woke up, and uh, yeah, we all just we were watching the replay of them doing the Twisted Sister song on the TV and stuff, and a lot of a lot of beer got drank. That I can't oh, yeah. believe I drank so much Sunday because I was hungover from Saturday. But yeah, I don't think I got to sleep till maybe close to two o'clock in the morning on Saturday, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, that was the end of my night for Saturday.
1: And then we got up Sunday and did yeah. stuff too. We went to uh, the wind down.
0: Yeah, before that though, I had a real, I had a crisis for a little while because I got up and um, you know checkout time was noon. Yeah, I got and I'm walking around at ten o'clock and I was like, and Andy, our sound guy, has these two giant pelican cases of his gear that I've got to ship and still have to ship back to FedEx. And I was going to take it with me along with a bunch of gear that I had to return to Sir. Kind of ironic that I had to go to Sir on Monday, but um. Considering what took place there Saturday,
1: um, we talk about that on VIP. Yeah,
0: yeah, you'll hear that on the Patreon. But um, then I look at my key fob, and my wife took the set of keys that has the key the the key that I needed to load oh, my shit. stuff, and she's not answering her phone. She because she had left at like nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm I'm blowing her phone up. I'm texting her. I'm sending her Facebook messages, and also my daughter's phone died like or went broke like a week before, so I can't go through her. I don't know I don't have a phone number for anyone in the neighborhood. I'm like I'm going to sit here in this fucking lobby all day long cuz I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do and I'm sitting there guarding, you know, right. thousands of dollars worth of music gear. So, but finally she she got back to me and she goes, "All right, I guess I'm on my way back." So she came back, we loaded up both cars and um I found out that the thing that Ken was hosting was like two miles down the road. Right. So thank God, because I was, I was thinking I was going to have to go all the way back to my house, unload, then come back. And I was like, well, it's going to make a lot more sense if I just go to Ken's thing for a little while and then we leave. And, uh, but yeah, it, we went over to Ken's thing and that was cool. And, and yeah, I cruised, it,
1: it, I went back to the house, dropped off all my stuff because I only live probably 10 minutes away from the hotel. Right. And, uh. And then went back and picked up the guys from Cobras of Fire. Yeah. Baco and Loose Cannon. And then we went over to the wind down thing. And uh, they were doing a pretty cool thing over there. They had Hannah Fairlight mm-hmm. along with Jeremy Asprock, And they were doing like uh, Storytellers, kind of an acoustic thing. Yeah, they were great. And man, you know, I always look at Jeremy Asprock, And he's, to me, one of the greatest rock guitarists out there today. And but man, when he's ripping lead solos on that acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. it's like man, he can play the hell out of that thing too. Yeah, he's a great I mean, player. Amazing player. And
0: Hannah's voice is something else. Yeah, too. it was really. But cool. But they did that, and um, I got to do fun size. going to say, then Aaron got brought up on stage. That was Ken one to, of the
1: funnest things all weekend to do was the doing game fun show size with Ken because it was just it was perfect. Like the comedic timing, yeah. between Ken and myself. Could have been you were great he at that yeah, like yeah.
0: He, he asked some off the wall question to somebody else and you're like that's one yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: every time he'd ask a question having nothing to do with the guy like, that's another one
1: yeah you guys <laughs> if i'm gonna brag on anything it's my appearance on the ken mills one size show so when he releases that please do check it out yeah. because i had a blast with it Yeah, we can't give and away it, what the answer No, you was. can't give away the answer because it's just too perfect yeah it's just too perfect it went down, you down pretty it funny for yourself
0: so then, um, everybody loaded up, and uh, poor Ian Modley, I had to. I had like my seats pushed down because I had all this gear in the car. And he was like, "I can fit in there." So he's like, crams himself into this thing with the seat down. There's not even a seat. He's just like this, crammed in the
1: car. <laughs> and I'm like, "Are you sure you want to ride like this?" He's like, yeah, I'm fine. That's like Baco okay. and Luce trying to squeeze in the Camaro. I'm sure that was a two adventure. tall guys. Man, they're all pinched in there. Yeah, all bad for them.
0: And then the the party moved to my house and uh i don't remember much of that because i got a, so drunk the
1: podcast illuminati party happened at your place but we didn't record none of it
0: didn't i didn't i wasn't thinking about recording i no. just wanted to
1: kick back and hang out yeah. and
0: then plus there's a lot of stories that aren't safe for the microphone and told it <laughs> told it that get together every year
1: you're telling me i think i was the only sober <laughs> one yeah
0: you were the only sober one so yeah, so that was uh, there was a lot of good stuff. We had Ian and Ralph from Rock and Metal Combat, Bushy from Bushy and the Mountain Man, his girlfriend yeah. and daughter, uh, Loose Cannon and Baco from Cobras and Fire.
1: So good to see Bushy, man. yeah. I was so I had a good time he got talking to, come to him back this year. He's such a great dude. Yeah, yeah he's a, lot a good of fun guy. To hang out with. I mean, how many other people I meet that weekend? TikTok man <laughs> was super. Cool. He's a trip. I really liked him. Yeah, and, and
0: he was our year one.
1: I feel bad that you know there's no way that I'm going to be able to mention everybody, but. The weekend was such a blur, but yeah. I had so much fun hanging out with so many different people yeah. from just people that just happen to be there that I never met before to people that have been on Decibel Geek podcast with us before. Sonny Pooney, you know. Oh,
0: Sonny's a great guy.
1: I mean, and and Steve and, and his wife Jen and you know, Joe Polo and Jody Have Not and mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. And there's no way I could list everybody unless no. I sat down and tried to put together a list. Yeah, which we ain't got time to do. And right I'm sure now.
0: we're leaving out a ton of people. I and, I, and I know we are. And so feel um, terrible. About well, it I do done. too. But please, so it, just know we love you. Yeah, no, we, I love everybody who was a part of this thing this year. And you know, like um, you know, uh, Punk and Judy from the Electric Crush. That was their first yeah, year. Yeah, they, they were and, super and, cool. I and I they liked had a great a time. So. Um, yeah, I love it, having first year podcasters. I and mean, we got to sign their
1: big giant poster thing. Yeah. That was
0: oh, cool. that was a great idea yeah. on their part. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And, um, and also I got to thank, you know, all the staff, the volunteers that helped out. Of course, my wife and my daughter, Tracy, Christine, Erica, Zach, Zach was a yeah, huge was help cool. all weekend. And he I, a I cool can't dude. thank I'm him enough. Him. Yeah. He did everything I asked him for even. And the, then some. Yeah. And then some. And uh, just a ton of great helpers that we had all weekend, and uh, I hope you all will consider helping out next year. So, and yeah, I guess I can make it clear that there's going to be a next oh, yeah. year. Like last year was, there was some question about it, but
1: the longer we sit here, yeah. the more people I remember Kimchi Chris,
0: Kimchi Chris. Great seeing him again. But uh, but yeah, we're uh, I'm working through things with the hotel, and and we're hoping to be back at that same place next year and get a date locked in soon. But right on. But yeah, stay in, stay tuned, and uh, there also might be a rock and pod podcast that you might be able to get in the coming weeks really? so yeah something that a few of us are working on that uh oh. that might be a cool side thing that it'll probably be done through patreon or something like that but uh right that we got three years worth of material to use and also sure. good, like an insider thing but i it's too early to really talk much about that but okay. but yeah we're working on it and um but yeah there's too much momentum really to stop now so we kind of have to keep going forward
1: and that's good news. Yeah, I like that a lot because every year seems like it's a little more fun than the year before. Yeah, and so it's always a blast. But like I said, my only requests for future years is we move Kismas in July to a different time of year. It's <laughs> a good idea, so it doesn't interfere with Rockin' Pod. I also request to be cloned.
0: Yeah, me too. And uh, multiple times.
1: And that's it. You know, otherwise it was perfect. <laughs> it was great.
0: Well, let's do it again in a year.
1: And what's really exciting is now that it's over. It's time for us to really kick some ass here on our own yes. show. So we got some really cool stuff planned for you guys coming up in the future. We've got guests are coming up that have donated to rock and pod. So you know yep. those are always a lot of fun. That's how we got our Japanese metal podcast mm-hmm. last year and that one turned out so good. It's always great when somebody else comes up with the subject, comes on with us and yep. then we just Go with it and have yeah, fun. Because
0: we like to be educated as well.
1: Right. So we got some of that stuff coming up. You know you've got a re- year in review coming your way. Yeah,
0: we have to have to get on that soon. Yes.
1: So we'll, we'll pick a year. Maybe you guys can give us some suggestions on the Facebook page or something, whatever. And uh, you know, Check out Rock and Ron at Decibel Geek TV. I yeah. know he never stops. He couldn't make it to Rock and Pod this year. He was a little under the weather. Yeah. But man, that guy's always putting out fresh content on Decibel Geek TV on the YouTube. And Adam Cox on the Facebook. And Adam Cox on the Facebook. You know, get out out there and share that stuff if you see something on there on the facebook page that you think one of your friends would dig yeah take a it. moment to share it you know that means a lot to, to coxie it means a lot to us
0: absolutely so yeah so i i think that wraps it up pretty well right
1: yeah the uh the rockin pod hangover is over the afterglow is still here a little bit and we're ready to keep rocking into the future so you guys stick with us because details for rockin pod four right around the corner you ready chris no <laughs> Good cool, rule, man. What's awesome. up? Awesome. Every Mother's Nightmare. Made it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are back. You've been a part of the Rock and Pot Expo experience with us these past few years, man. What do you think? What do you think of the growth of this?
4: Man, uh, between, uh, what was it, two years ago?
1: Yeah.
4: Was uh-huh. um, God, I mean, I didn't even know where I was going this morning when I got into town. Bill yeah. finally said, he goes, Airport uh, Marriott. I was like, wow. So uh, yeah. when I got here. I was like, man, uh, we jumped up. So it's very cool. I love oh, it, man. man. I had a. Uh, both times I've been here, had a blast. Cool. Everybody's cool, you know. Awesome, dude. Uh, it's, shit, it's about music. And yeah, doing music stuff. So I love it. Well, you, right guys,
0: you guys, are really on a, on a roll lately. I mean, <laughs> since you come back, you you've been really heavily active.
4: Just uh, man, just trying to do. You know, I did my my record deal and everything I've done. Asked backwards, you know. So yeah. I had to learn as I went. As I went, and um, mm-hmm. my band's good. I got work about eight songs in on a new record. Oh, good.
1: The last uh, one was Killer. So, yeah. thank
4: you. Uh, I mean, as, you know, from my first record, uh, which I, it wasn't Killer. Uh, it was uh, just my first record. I did 13 shows and the next thing I know I was doing $30 recording sessions and then I was doing a $300,000 recording session. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know what the hell we were doing but, you know, yeah. somebody offered you a big old record deal, you're you going to sign it and jump on and then, yeah. and it until yeah. it bucks you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good now yeah. though, man. I learn a lot and, uh, The new record's real good. Really, uh, I'm having more fun playing now than I've ever, because the bands that you're not pigeonholed into Right. ballad, yeah, sure, or you got to yeah. be this, you know, this good stuff's out there. And, no, and that's it,
1: pretty cool. I think because Every Mother's Nightmare kind of come up in a tough time. Ballad, a yeah, we we got labeled on. as
4: a, we were always labeled as an 80s band and, and a, a ballad band, because, mm-hmm. but that's what you had to do to get something on the radio right. back then. Well, right. You
1: guys basically came out. you're really truly, if you looked at it, I'd consider you guys to be more of a 90s band, really, as right. far as the time I mean, you uh, came out. but you got thrown in with the... Right. Well, it was already out and being pushed out. I mean, I've out. heard.
4: I don't know how many people are Man, you are just like Skid Row. Like huh, oh, you get Skid Row out of the way? I talk for one, or the way I sing. But
1: right, uh, you
4: know, I love Skid Row. Don't get me wrong,
1: though. Sure, they probably uh, just quitted. Like, man, you know, Skid Row rocks, and you guys rock too. Well, you know, I wouldn't take trying. that. as a... Yeah. But our
4: new record, man. It is. Uh, I'm so happy with it. Man, I can't, uh, can't. even wait. But it's about three weeks. The first thing was coming off of it, and it's uh, pretty good. And you're nice. you're
3: on
0: the, the well, you're with the High volume Music Group. Yeah, you know, man. You know. That's
4: a that's a everything. I, every deal I've ever done. That's uh, I met Bill Chavis uh, the first time I played uh, the Tornado Fest down in the, shit. I can't even remember what it's called now. Uh, But I met Bill Chavis years and years ago, and we tried to do something after our to deal went down, and uh, Mm -hmm. couldn't get it to work out. And just years and years later, we run into a mutual friend, and uh, I'd done the little EP, uh, the grind EP, was just five songs, and uh, my friend told him about it, and he heard a piece of it, and called me and said, "Let's finish finish it." I mean I love it, it just lets uh, lets us do what we do. Right on yeah. you know, there's nobody saying you gotta write this. I mean, everyone I was with their stuff the whole time after we love can make you us all the fuck they wanted with. Was- yeah. Yeah. yeah, you love to make your mindset. That's it's, it's, it's
0: done. It's over. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. you know? So. Yeah, the, the record company, especially back then, it seemed like it's like this
1: works, so we just have yeah, to keep let's doing just it. Well, Yeah, let's just keep doing it. But then, really, especially if you think about that time, you know, there, that's where, like, grunge was starting to really come Oh, yeah, come we in were out right right on the road
4: and we were watching that shit happen. But you know? that's yeah.
1: also a time when Firehouse is winning Grammys, you know? So right. It's, right. That it's that weird in between. Yeah, so Right, that's what I'm saying. So for you, you know, they're looking at you going, well, this ain't Nirvana. Uh, this ain't Pearl J. Right. But so, this ain't shit. But it's, it's not. But, so, you guys need to become Firehouse. You know, right. come out with this sweet, syrupy ballad that's going to be a Grammy Award winning song. And if you don't got it in your heart to do that, I mean, what can you do? I haven't lived a Grammy Award winning life. I've lived. No? I, man, I, I,
4: I put this band together uh, a mile down the road. Uh, I moved here and lived in a 10 by 20 store all unit for four months and shit the, in a cup. Nashville? Yeah. Really? Shit in a I, coffee, like shit in a Mrs. Winter's cup. What every part
0: day. of town were you guys in at that time? I was in Antioch. Antioch, yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I remember, I don't
4: We uh, were right down the road from I, Bowling alley. I'd go down there and yeah. hang out with uh, Tanya Tucker and <laughs> oh really? Drunk and shit, yeah. Wow! Because
0: I had friends in high school, like older kids, right around the time you guys were here. Well, and some of them got to go hang out with you guys at rehearsal. And oh man, like, we, it was yeah, awful! They were like, <laughs> they were like we partied hard with every everybody's night. Hey, our rehearsal—that little ten by
4: twenty—by the time I moved out of it, I swear you'd look at the carpet and there was ants and just everything. <laughs> I moved in there with a sleeping bag, a guitar, and a black and white TV. And, wow! Uh, played thirteen shows, went to Memphis, and. Uh, and then just started to have to figure shit out. <laughs>
0: what was the decision to
4: move to Memphis? Uh, we uh, we did our little 13 shows around here, and uh, there was a producer, Eli Ball, did our first record. Uh, they had the Memphis Producer Showcase, which mm-hmm. it was sort of like, um, what's the thing they do down in Texas? Um, you know, it's just like where all the bands come in. And, South by Southwest? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, we went down there and played for him one night, and we just did a... Like a 45 minute, and just rock us wide open yeah. set. And the next day, he, th- he put us on last at the producer showcase. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the new Daisy was here and the Proud Marys right next door. And we put like 700 people on Proud Marys. Wow. And uh, and we'd only been there once. And uh, and the next morning, we were sitting with uh, Ashcap and talking to Clive Davis and people wow. like that. And, uh, you know, people were like, hey, man, <laughs> here's a big wad of money. And we're like, well, that's that's different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I like that. that works. So at that point, you were just like, we're just going to base out of Memphis from, from Yeah, I just uh,
4: stayed there, and I moved uh, back here for a minute, and then uh, I'm from Knoxville, and I, there's just no music scene in Knoxville. It's just right. about the Vols, and that's all cool. But, yeah. Uh, I couldn't find a way to play with there, and the only thing I could find up there was dope, and I had to get out of <laughs> that. So, right. Uh, I just came back down uh, to Memphis. Yeah, been there ever since
0: you know but that's that scene with you guys Tor Tora Roxy Blue oh it, man it was
4: it, it awesome like
3: a pretty exciting oh time. there was
4: a, there was a time there there was a couple other bands there that got deals and uh, you know my buddy uh, Damon Johnson from oh, Brother yeah. Kane yeah. he was down there doing his thing and uh, just all kind of people you know we were hanging out at Ardent with people like Greg Allman recording and wow. ZZ Top and you know just all kind of crazy shit and uh it's a good good place, yeah. man. I went to that town. I was like, man, it's Wednesday. You're at a rock club. There's yeah. fucking 400 people oh, in that's it. That's wild. All the bands were cool. and uh, Nice. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, trying to cutthroat everybody. Right. It was everybody helping, you know, borrowing gear and whatever, and everybody living in everybody's house. And uh, it's just a good place, you know. Yeah. Anthony and Todd, man, I was. I see them guys every week. You yeah, know, they're,
0: they're they're good as gold. I bless yeah, their right. ass. And they're, yeah, they're good. I've been in, impressed with all got the, all the guys from all three bands. I
4: mean. Anthony Quarters, right. he's just a he's just a good. Not to mention he can sing his ass oh, right. all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's that, and then uh, he's just just a, great a good guy, guy
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I I saw, when I saw the three band bill you guys did at that amphitheater down in Mississippi. Oh, and was the
4: most, I was like, man, when we were playing, I was like, we. 22 years and we never played together I mean mm-hmm. we were all the time bouncing around and partying yeah. together and doing all that and never ever never really? played together wow. I went out with Tora well we've been out with them man we were we were out on the road with them when, when they left Atlantic man and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was a you know a weird shot it was like I right. was watching my future happen you know yeah, yeah. And, um, but you know they said Anthony he's, he's good he's keep on rolling and mm-hmm. That's the uh, kind of shit that keeps you going, you know. Hell, I went through my drugs and all my bullshit I went through. And people like him, you know, I'd see him. He went through the same shit. And I was like, hell, he pulled his shit up and got his shit together. So. Right. That's you know? awesome. And that's all you can do is you can either die or just it, it, float on off. And I got some shit more I got to do, so.
0: Well, I that show was great, but damn, is it cold at that show. God. I couldn't <laughs> believe how cold it was. Everyone was freezing their asses. And it was it was unseasonably cold oh like, yeah it was, it was like warm the only the, whole week. the
4: only day that it was that <laughs> uh, the only day that whole time it was that cold. I it mean, was I was on, I was on stage in a coat like this, right yeah. beside the stage on. Well, when you
0: performed, you were out right there in a the t-shirt, and I was like, yeah.
4: I be took that. As 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 a I carried it right to the drum riser and put it right in the drum oh. riser, and I said, "As soon as I'm done, that somebody's going back." On. <laughs> it was crazy cold. Great concert,
0: but uh, but yeah, it's just it's cool to see all three bands back, and you know, my boy Jeffrey. You now
4: Jeffrey played with us for years, man. Yeah. He got, I did one of my best. Uh, one of our best records when I started getting clean and mm-hmm. my head together and started writing, uh, we did "Smoking Delta Voodoo" with Jeff Carn and Travis Hall and, and Troy. And uh, you know, I see him playing with them guys now. It's good to see him. I, yeah. you know, I, he was giving me shit the other day. About, he goes, "Man, you're putting out all these old songs that we were I said, man, nobody ever heard of them." We've, you know, <laughs> they came out on Paris, and he didn't. He didn't. He did what he could, but he couldn't mm-hmm. put them out. I learned. Bill said, man, let's put these out. There's some good songs on there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was scared to death because backtracks, I swear, I probably recorded that well over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, recording has changed a lot since those right. days. Oh, yeah. and, uh, so I said, well, let me listen to it, man. Cause I don't, and uh,
1: yeah, I said, man, there's still some pretty good stuff on there. That's cool. Yeah. I always love that when you you got a band that you like for a long time and then you find out, here's some songs that would have went along with this album or that album. Right,
4: and that's what you I... On every album, I've been trying to take, uh, like, whatever we were doing in our little studio or whatever, we were, you know, just kind of demoing for the next record. And whatever, don't make it. I've been putting, like, three or four or five, you know, even if they're just us in the practice room just mm-hmm. with a little recorder. Uh, right. Just put them on there just to... Because uh, every time I listen to it, I go, damn, I forgot all about that you know? Right. Yeah. It's cool, yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and the fans so, like that stuff, too. Oh, Yeah, I man, sure. it's just...
4: Uh, it's, uh, it kind of just shows... Where we're going, in the new record is this. So this, uh, we went f- from uh, Podunk to kind of a I don't know a, a pissed off uh, mechanical Podunk, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool.
1: Pissed off mechanical podunk. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's, it's just that.
4: cool. Uh, uh, Is that a
1: Grammy category? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> best, this just, year in best mechanical podunk. Right. It's just fun because you know you
4: can actually you can do music. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah, You have the freedom to do what you want to do, yeah. make it what you want it to be. I figure if you don't live it, then you can't write it. You uh, know. That's what you know. Stephen Tyler said, "If you can't live, if you haven't lived through shit, you can't write about shit." So that's that's true. true. That's true. So,
1: Otherwise comes off as poser, right. and contrived that's cool so that's Real the next cool. thing
0: on the list is the new record right
4: yeah we already started the next uh, first single I think it comes out in about
1: a month nice we awesome. we'll so, look forward uh, to that we'll share uh, it. Uh,
4: thank you yeah it's, uh, and it's uh, I'm I'm so happy with it uh, it's probably I mean it's the far by far the best recording that we've ever done uh, I've ever done so wow my band is incredible my new drummer is great uh, he's i don't know i we've all lived in memphis and i don't know how i've yeah. missed this guy yeah. never met him one time but he's played all oh, we've just kind of done like this and first night i met him i kept forgetting he was a drummer because he don't look like a drummer <laughs> he don't act like a drummer he don't do that and i kept forgetting he was a drummer and he came over to the house the first night and uh we had one dude there he was trying out and he'd been there for a week and he has to we still haven't made it through three songs and mm-hmm and uh, Alan come in there and, and burnt through five and then we did three with him just kind of listening for a second and, nice. I, and I was like he's the me and him are just on this he's on the same beat as me or whatever you right. want to call it uh, mm-hmm. and I, so I like it I said you ever leave I'll kill your ass <laughs> 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 my guitar uh, this it's it's different what's cool about it is it's five different or four different guys mm-hmm. uh, other than, I mean Troy's been with me 24 years but uh it's just kind of cool because it's a little—it's still us, but it's you know these different little flavors in there. My yeah. guitar player John—he's he—he like, uh, he is just left field. Anytime you think what he's gonna play solo-wise, it just comes out totally left field, and it's cool as mess, but it catches you off guard. And right. I mean, it's just—I just feel like we're getting to create now, you know, getting to make shit. And, uh, that's cool. I like it. Right. Well, on.
1: well very it awesome. keep us
0: posted on, on the new record. Yeah, and, we're and, and, always and, excited.
1: Yeah. Always excited to hear about new every mother's nightmare music coming well, up. I will
4: let you come out. I'm happy as hell about it. Right I on. I was drinking it? beer Do, day, I'm trying
1: to sober up. Right <laughs> on. Do you feel like today maybe uh, every mother's nightmare what you've done it's you're more revered today than you were when what they'd consider your heyday? Um you know, I, Do you I feel did, more appreciated. I think so, but
4: we I mean, we had to go through, like I said, we started out just ripping, gripping, not knowing shit, so this whole thing, when I got this band together, we did the grind record, every show we've done and everywhere we played, we've just really honed in on making sure that we can play it and do it, pull it off the best we can and pull the shit off live, and, mm-hmm. and and that's how we're getting to do shit, because you know, you're only as good as your last fucking show and, you know, yeah, that's a, that's all. We're we're just we're just a live band. We no soundtracks, no nothing. We're you yeah. know just a rock band and gripping, ripping, and and that's good. And I like it. Well, if that's the case, man, keep them coming. Yeah, man, I'm gonna we'll do it until I
3: die.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or my woman kicks me out one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your time today. Awesome, man. man. Thank you guys, oh, man. Right, I've had right. a blast today. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. If I can get all the way back to Memphis without going to jail, I'll be good. (laughs)